Reagan was a movie star from California. Uh, and for some people at the time, the idea that Ronald Reagan was going to be president felt sort of like Donald Trump being president. It was like, wait, that guy who we saw in that movie where he takes care of a chimpanzee, bedtime for Bonzo? But let's trace Reagan's story for a second. He grows up pretty poor in Illinois. Um, and he's just like the golden boy from early on. He's handsome. He was a lifeguard and he would like save people. He loved being a lifeguard. And he was just like this dashing young guy. And he goes to college and he's, uh, he went to a fairly small college, but was very popular there. And he studies film and, uh, and he becomes the radio announcer for um, sports games. And then he kind of works his way up until he starts getting involved in film and he moves to Hollywood um, during the studio time where you're like signed on and you just make like movie after movie. Mary's a fairly, uh, a more famous actress. Um, and actually at the time he was, uh, he was a Democrat uh, and a fairly liberal one like most uh, Hollywood people. Um, but he, and he, he becomes the head of the um, Screen Actors Guild. The, the, he represents all actors in Hollywood. So he was pretty well known within that community. Um, but during that time, he becomes, this is, this is in like the early 50s, right? When he's the head of the Screen Actors Guild or whatever it was called at the time. And the House Un-American Activities Committee and people in the FBI reach out to him and ask him to basically help them root out who the communists are within the organization. And he's like bothered by some of the like union control of things. He becomes close to these anti-communist groups and he tries to use that power to help the FBI catch communists. And that's when he starts becoming more conservative. And then he, um, gets hired by General Electric. His, he, so he made a bunch of movies. None of them were like a huge hit, but he made a lot of them. But he's a cowboy in a lot of these movies. And he looks kind of the part of the cowboy. And later he ends up using that very effectively in his campaigns, like wearing cowboy hats and, and playing that kind of character. Um, but he gets hired by General Electric to like give these speeches in favor of American industry. And he hosts the, those like shows where it's like General Electric presents, and in doing so, he starts giving a lot of speeches about free industry and business, and he becomes a very strong pro-business and very strong anti-communist um, speaker. And in 1964, when Barry Goldwater is having this campaign where he's going to lose like all these states, Reagan gives speech in favor of him called A Time for Choosing, in which he says, this is the time that America must choose whether we're going to go down the road of communism or we're going to become, you know, the beacon of industry and hope that we should be. And he becomes governor, and he's governor of California when California is like Berkeley and the hippies. And he is this traditional, he's, he's older, you know, he's like close to Nixon's age. He is the candidate of the true conservatives. And once he started down that road and he built a whole career off of giving speeches, which he was so good at because he was an actor. And now we're in the era of television being the primary means of communicating your message. Um, and he is then governor during this whole period of um, upheaval 
and he is a straight cut like old school Hollywood man. He does not like long hair. He does not like drugs. He does not like, um, you know, loose morals. Um, he is very friendly with the evangelical Christian uh, part of the Republican Party. Um, and of course, Roe versus Wade was passed under uh, Reagan. And so we're now having the Christian backlash on abortion. And he s- speaks pretty openly about being opposed to that, about wanting to protect the right to have prayer in public schools. Um, and ultimately, like Nixon, he uses the Southern strategy very effectively. Um, he announces his bid for the presidency on the steps of the town hall in a small town in Mississippi where civil rights leaders had been lynched, which is crazy. Like normally, if you're Barack Obama, he's from Illinois, so he announced for president in Chicago or in Springfield, right? Right. John F. Kennedy in Massachusetts. Like that's what you do. He is from California, but he goes to Mississippi to launch his campaign, and he launches it with a speech about states' rights. Reagan was sending a very clear message to white people in the South about whose side he was on. And Nixon had started what was called the War on Drugs, which, if you listen to the tapes, he talks about how the point of this is to get blacks and hippies in jail, right? Oh, great, let's make pot and heroin illegal. That'll be a really easy way to do it. Um, But by the time Reagan's in there, we're also at the beginnings of some real serious crack. Uh, I mean, I think crack epidemic starts mid-Reagan administration, but it's very popular to talk about crime. And now, under the war on drugs, we're starting to see the mass incarceration of black people. So when Reagan talks about being tougher on crime, that's what he means. And when he talks about states' rights... That's what he means. Um, But he manages to do it with a smile. He's got such a sunny, optimistic vision of America, even as the things that he's saying are kind of radically conservative, and it's a really potent combination against Mr. Crisis of Confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And he wins in a landslide. Mm, He was going against Carter's re-election. Yeah. Um, So we have a sense of who this guy is and why Americans like him for both like understandable and reprehensible reasons. Um, And as the first true movement conservative president, that he comes from this new wave of conservatives who truly like for the first time since FDR are willing to say things about um, government needing to be way smaller. Um, he, He says that the, like the 10 worst words to hear in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help, right? So there are these like folksy ways of talking about things, but underlying them was a pretty radical view of what should happen in government. Um, You know, and there's an argument to be made that government had become really large in ways that, I mean, it's clear that government had become large in ways that previous generations would not have recognized. Um, And can talk about what's good and bad about that. I mean, clearly the biggest way in which government has become huge had to do with the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower and others were worried about. And Reagan definitely didn't want to cut that down. In fact, a big part of his message was we need to get back into confronting the Soviet Union really directly. And so 
he started building up nuclear weapons instead of the way Carter was trying to reduce the amount of nuclear weapons. And I remember here we're talking about being able to destroy the world like 50 times instead of 40 times. Um, and he also started talking about building what was called the Star Wars system, which was that we were going to have like these lasers in space that would be able to shoot down um, missiles, which, you know, it would be great to actually be able to shoot down missiles. And the idea was if you did that, then you'd, then you'd be able to save us from nuclear destruction. But it was like an incredibly expensive and ultimately turned out to be impossible um, project. He also, um, in his foreign policy, made some like pretty dramatic moves to stop communism. So he intervened um, in this tiny island nation of Grenada, which like most people can't even find on a map. It's just north of Venezuela, it had 90,000 people. There was a coup that uh, took out one fairly left-wing leader and put in a radical communist. But the U.S. sent troops to Grenada to put it down. And it was seen as like a symbolic, like, look, we're back in the business of attacking communist countries. That makes us feel like we're big, strong America again. And um, likewise, there was a lot of interference in parts of Latin America where there were these this rise of these left-wing groups, like in Nicaragua, the Sandinista movement, which was a left-wing movement in response to, you know, <laughs> generations of Banana Republic-style um, small groups of families controlling the country. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a movement to redistribute land, all those sorts of things. Reagan um, wanted to support the groups that would put down that. And it was a group called the Contras. And... Um, ultimately, one of the big scandals of the Reagan administration was called the Iran-Contra deal, where it turned out that the United States uh, secretly, people within um, the Reagan administration, sold, gave money to the Iranians in return for them selling weapons to the Contras, which is just like a whole nexus of things. Like, wait, the Iranians are supposed to be our enemies, but they're using this as a strategy to get money to this group that's like extremely violent and anti-democratic. And when that scandal came out, there was a whole question of like, did Reagan order this himself? Or was it this guy, Oliver North, who was a colonel who said that he did it on his own and that he didn't tell the president because he didn't want the president to be able to be um, impeached or whatever. Uh, and he felt that he had done the right thing. But it was like another thing of, moving money around through the intelligence services to support things without the approval of Congress. Um, but ultimately, they were never able to prove that Reagan knew. Um, so Iran-Contra is not like the Watergate of the Reagan administration, although there were really televised hearings that were big. Mm. Um, in terms of... Are we on the second term? Yeah, we're kind of jumping around. Okay. He ran against Walter Mondale, who chose a woman for his vice president for the first time, which was cool, but... Nothing else happened with Walter Mondale. He lost yeah. in a huge landslide. landslide. There's been a lot of landslides there in this have. whole period, and it's interesting. Yeah. Um, for a country that was really divided, there were a lot of presidential elections that were pretty one-sided. His slogan in his second campaign was, it's morning in America, which captures a lot of who Reagan was. Wow. Like, we're just getting started. Mm -hmm. We're not near the end of our days. And economically, he was about trying to dismantle the welfare state, and he had this whole image of the welfare queen, which 
whereas like women who had tons of kids and used those to like get more money off of welfare. And in everyone's mind, we knew what color her skin was. Like we're, this is about black women and controlling them. Um, but he didn't have to say it, which is what was like, you know, so effective about Reagan was he was able to like play on people's prejudices and fears, but in a way that still felt really positive. And um, he cut taxes in a really big way. Uh, and that was part of his campaign promise was that he would release businesses from regulations and he would put money back into the economy, which was often called trickle-down economics by his Democratic opponents because the idea was it was going to give more money to the wealthy and then supposedly that would trickle down to regular people. Um, that put the United States into uh, deficits um, because the taxes... Uh, went down, although there were also a few times where Reagan voted to raise taxes. Um, he was working with the Democratic Congress to do a lot of this stuff. In many ways, he was a lot more moderate than some of the Republicans who came after him. Uh, he advocated for an amnesty for uh, undocumented immigrants, um, and he actually did um, help legalize a lot of people. Um, so he was very business-friendly in that way. Um, cause the super conservative folks who ultimately end up electing Trump, you know, worship elements of Ronald Reagan. But I think if Ronald Reagan ran today, he would still be a, fa a fairly moderate. And certainly if, if, if Richard Nixon ran today with some of his policies, he'd be a Democrat. So part of the story of this time period in American history is like the shifting of the Republican party. Becoming, going from a northern business-friendly party to a southern party that's still business-friendly but has this racial element to it, and that also is much more radically conservative. Late in his presidency, Reagan started having trouble remembering things, and eventually he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's after he left office, and there's been a lot of questions about to what extent he was already being affected by Alzheimer's while he was in office. Um, he had a lot of advisors who definitely made some decisions later in his presidency when he was not as sharp. He was the oldest person to uh, serve as president until Donald Trump. Um, really? Yeah. Well, actually, he's, he was older than Donald Trump, but, um, in his, but in his second term. Well, the other thing that we should mention with Reagan is the, is the Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall where he was talking. He, was, he gave this speech at the Berlin Wall, you know, and it was part of his stance of we're going to aggressively combat communism, which, again, I think a lot of that was about making America feel strong because ultimately the reason the Berlin Wall fell a few years after Reagan left office was not because Ronald Reagan said to the Soviets, tear down this wall, and then they were like, oh, you're right, we should. Duh. What have we been doing building this wall here? It was much more like internal issues with the Soviet Union, but it was a great symbolic moment um, that fit into Reagan's long history as an anti-communist. AIDS came into play during the Reagan administration, and Reagan and um, his wife were not very supportive of you know, the research and things that needed to be done. And there was an extent to which the Christian right who had supported him saw this as like what gay people had coming to them. But eventually they did recognize 
the crisis. Um, he's a very popular president. And it's mostly because of how he made people feel. Um, and in, there were, you know, the 80s was a, a pretty good time for the economy in a lot of ways. Um, although in middle America, it's the beginning of the unraveling of the industrial economy. But people have fond feelings for Ronald Reagan. Um, at least certainly within the Republican Party, people have fond feelings of him as like their FDR. Um, somebody who really connected with people and who helped them understand the viewpoints that other people had been trying to say for a long time but had not managed to communicate as effectively, um, and who really changed our government, um, most notably in the way that we view the size of government, that the whole question should be smaller government, which has been something that conservatives have continued to have at the core of their arguments. <laughs> 